Let's keep it simple. Jesus doesn't want just your heart. He wants your whole life. Are you ready? Let's do this. everybody welcome back to the kingdom bringer podcast good to be here again scotty is not with us rest in peace scott tilly he is in buckland tonight but he is not gonna make it because he has to go to salina kansas for something he gave me some lame excuse as to why he couldn't be here and uh i get to have a friend be a guest today, and I'm pumped about that. I want to get you guys the business first. Uh, Building Solutions, big shout out to Brian Marshall and the Building Solutions gang for all your building and construction needs. Check them out at bldgsolutions.net. Online, you can visit them. They will hook you up. And we want you guys to interact with us. So all your questions and comments. You know what? I'll say it right now. We want to have an episode where we're just answering questions from you guys. So you can send us your comments, your questions to thekingdombringers at gmail.com. We would love to interact with you, get to know you a little better. Uh, Again, want to answer any questions you might have. And we want to hear your comments. We've had a few. It's been good. We like them, so keep them coming. Like us on Facebook and share the episodes with your friends. Uh, We post the new episodes every time they come out. So you can share those with your friends. Keep this thing going. We're on iTunes. If you listen to us on the iTunes podcast app, we would like to ask you to rate and review the podcast. Give it. Go ahead and give it five stars and then tell us what you think about it. That'd be fantastic. Uh, You can follow us on Spotify. Um, yeah, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. We keep all those updated with the new episodes as they come out. Again, share these episodes with your friends. Man, last week we had Courtney Conan on, and it was the uh, most downloaded episode by more than double. So Courtney has some followers out there. We appreciate you guys for sharing that one specifically. It's been pretty hot, so... That's good. Today, I am privileged to have sitting next to me in KB Studios, Ryan Emery, head chef. I don't know if that's your title or not, Ryan, but you're the chef owner of Prime on the Nine in Dodge City, Kansas. Ryan, what's up, man? Oh, man, it's good to be here. This has been talked about for a little bit. Uh, I've been wanting to have Ryan on. He's got such an amazing testimony, and we're going to get into that a little bit today. But uh, we're in a small group together, and we just wrapped that thing up, and he said he would he would stick around. So we're going to pound this podcast episode out and have this out for you guys this week. So we're excited. Ryan, man, you are such an amazing – is this difficult – is this fun for you right now? Yeah, yeah, I'm a, it's a little awkward. It, but, it's an yeah. awkward setting, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's, it's li- like you and me are talking, but we're actually talking to like the whole world, so it's kind of a 
it's a different thing for sure. So if I don't make eye contact, it's because I'm actually monitoring the computer here, but you have to continue to look into my eyes, okay? I, I got it. I think okay. I can be awkward for a little bit. Yes. Okay. So, man, I love you, and I love your heart. Uh, we've recently, my family and I have been able to, uh, we started going to Will Roads Church where you and your family go, and we've been in, in some small groups lately and just really getting to know you guys and and your your passion for the Lord, and it's been fun. It's been really exciting to get to know you guys, and I think that you're the perfect you're the perfect guest for me right now, and for for what I want to have on this podcast specifically. And when I was thinking about having you on, man, I was thinking about like kingdom in the workplace because I know a lot about your story and I know a lot about your business. And first of all, the food's amazing. Check out Prime on the Nine in Dodge City. What's the address? 1800 Matt Down Lane. 1800 Matt Down Lane. Check out uh, Prime on the Nine, best steaks in town, maybe? Oh, Is that right? Down. Oh, he, his face was like, oh, yeah, bar none. No doubt. Okay. So check him out. Ryan, man, I want to tell us a little bit about Ryan Emery. For people that don't know who you are, remember, this is like an international platform. I know I say that. Some people think it's funny, but it's like something that I honestly care about a lot. Like, we've been downloaded in like 24 states three countries these these episodes have so it's i take it serious and it's a real thing it's really cool tell us tell the listeners a little bit about you like a brief a brief little testimony history about ryan emery so i i need to say the right thing right i don't want to turn off any of your your listeners yeah for sure keep it keep it uh exactly how i want it go okay first and <laughs> foremost um just recently i've learned my identity lies in that I'm a child of God. Yeah, and, man. Uh, that's something very new to me. Uh, just a couple of months now, maybe past four or five months. Uh, and it's changed changed everything for me. Uh, I, I am a chef by trade. Uh, I am a father of three kids. I got two boys and a girl. Uh, I got a loving wife, Amanda. And uh, man, I, I, I love diving in. Um, to this stuff. I mean, I get to share God with, with everybody I encounter every day and, uh, being on a platform where I'm at, uh, in the workplace, uh, not only just customers, but employees, um, food vendors, you name it. Uh, it's, he always comes back and he's the forefront of the conversation. That's good. That's awesome. Where have you, you're not from Dodge City, correct? Correct. I'm from uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area, okay. Texas. Texas uh, is our second most downloaded state for the episodes, by the way. Right on. Awesome. Go. Uh, yeah, so I moved here about uh, eight, almost nine years ago from Fort Worth. Uh, opened up the arena here as a food and beverage director. Uh, ran that for about three years. And then uh, had a great opportunity, a couple of guys reached out to me and uh, wanted me to stick around and, and gave me an opportunity of a lifetime. And, and so now we are, we're here five years later. Um, and I don't see us leaving anytime soon. That's fantastic, man. What's, um, I know quite a bit about your, about your past, about your, 
Um, we'll call it BC Ryan before Christ Ryan for sure. Um, I want to dig into that today a little bit, if that's okay. Absolutely. Um, sometimes I think it's, it's cool to appreciate the light in someone's life when you understand like the darkness that they were in. So I want to get into a little bit about, um, where you've come from, like with your faith. Um, I know you and a- you and Amanda at one time were kind of on the missionary trail, right? With YWAM. Um, but things, things in your walk, man, you're, I know who you are now. I'm growing with you and you're like, you talk about the, the difference in your workplace in regards to like people's attitudes and the kingdom that's, that's flowing through that place. But it hasn't always been that way. Has it? No, it hasn't. Um, in the, the culinary industry, the service industry, you get to see a lot of dark darkness. Um, whether it's addiction, alcoholism, um, you know, you've got, you got employees who, who will make all this money and then, and essentially give it right back to, to self want. Yeah. How was it? How was it for you personally? What kind of struggles, um, what kind of struggles were you dealing with? What was your dark, what was your darkest place, bro? Let's go there. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So about two and a half years ago, I, I went to rehab for alcoholism and, and a drug addiction. Um, it is something that's very common in the industry. Why is that by the way? I think readily available money. Um, the cash. Yeah. Uh, it's you get off late, you know, it becomes a family environment, uh, but it, it really, it, t- it tends to be very toxic. Um, I, I personally have never worked in a place um, that there isn't some kind of either negativity or some kind of an addiction. It's just very common. Um, yeah. When did you, when did you realize that, uh, this wasn't what you signed up for? Like this life that you were living wasn't, wasn't what you had in mind. So I had all these great aspirations of, you know, Hey, I, I have an opportunity now with, uh, owning my own restaurant to, to provide for my family and to give back to the community, uh, be a mentor for people. These are all things that I, I wanted to become. Um, but it, it was very easy to, uh, to mask any, any of the problems or, um, yeah, I guess mask, mask would be the word massive yeah. problems with, with either alcohol or with a drug of some choice. Um, I didn't have to face reality essentially was what yeah. I was doing. Um, and so I wanted all these great things, didn't know how to get it. So I was self-willing it, um, doing it on my own, and then also not being truthful about it. I was in a place I um, I didn't know how to get out of. I, I didn't know how to move forward. Uh, and so it took me surrendering all that, going to rehab, getting help, getting clean, and then restructuring my life. Yeah. What was it that drove you to, to rehab? 
Because I've heard, you know, I've I've had friends that have been in and out of rehab, never experienced any kind of freedom, um, and in a lot of ways, you know, things like AA, things like rehab stuff, I feel like it, um, it, it brings out this false identity. Like it allows them to hang on to their brokenness a little more than, than freedom. Um, how was that for you? Like what, what led you to, to that, to, to, to believing that rehab was something that was necessary for you and your family? I had tried to do it on myself. I tried to quit numerous times. Um, I had a physical dependency that always got the best of me. Um, if I was mentally getting to a good place, uh, the physical dependency always seemed to take over. Uh, and so it wasn't until I had hit rock bottom. Um, didn't know if I was going to be able to have a sustainable business. Um, was probably very close to losing it. My wife and kids, I, I saw them getting farther and farther away. Um, so it really wasn't until I hit rock bottom um, that I decided to go and realized that I couldn't do this on my own. And so I was able to ask for help, and that's when it was time, and I really took full advantage of it. And you, you had like a lot of investors and a lot of people that were really counting on you for uh, making this business successful, correct? That's correct. Yeah. I have two investors who are great guys and they stood by me through all of this, um, 20 something employees at the time. Yeah. And so I had a lot of people and families relying on, on the restaurant being successful. And so I was ready to, I, I was ready to stop lying about yeah. it, stop faking it. Um, and, and wanted to provide that and, and be able to, I, to make it work. I'm sure having that, having them support you and not bail on you definitely <laughs> helped. Correct. That was huge. That yeah. was huge. And that typically doesn't happen in yeah. the workforce. Uh, I was very blessed. I mean, God had his, his hands around me. The comforter was there. That's good. That's so good. So, how long ago was this? How long? How, what kind of a time frame are we looking at from when you uh, decided to get help and when you got clean? How long ago was that? About two and a half years ago okay. is, is when I went. And, and you had mentioned AA. Um, and, and what that looks like is once I got through the physical dependency, I started to, I learned how to start working on myself. Um, confronting some of these demons that I had, these lies that I had created. Um, and so I, I started to dig in and I wanted to better myself. I needed to make my amends. Um, while I was there, uh, that's the first time I had ever heard of the serenity prayer. Um, and I lived by that. And I did for the first year, at least, um, that I said that probably 20, 30 times a day. What is that? Remind us. Serenity prayer. Um, so it says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. That's cool. And so when I came back, I, I had to, to really put this in practice multiple times a day. Um, I had, I had employees who didn't think I was going to make it and that I had done so much damage that I was just going to relapse again. And, um, you know, they were waiting for me to fail, um, and not not even just employees, but I mean, even 
even family members didn't think I was going to make it. So I could make my amends. And when they didn't want my apology, I had to be okay with that. But I had to have the courage too. And so this prayer really was the way um, that I got through this. Um, I did go to A for a little bit and, and worked a program. Um, but you had mentioned that you have some friends that maybe have not found what it is that they were looking for or, or that could help them get through it. Um, there was a point where I was going to these meetings one, one a day um, for the first couple of months. And, and I told myself I needed that. Um, it was a big part of me staying clean the first couple of months. Um, and then about a, almost a year in, I started to realize that I was surrounded by a lot of negativity. Um, and about that point, about a year in, after marriage counsel and, and, and doing all the things that I had been asked to do, um, I started to realize there was, there was a lot more out there than me just doing works. Um, and, and that was surrendering all this again to God. And once I did that, uh, that's, that's what was a game changer. Yeah, that's good, man. And I, I heard you talk about your, your workplace too, like specifically when you left for rehab, probably wasn't a great healthy environment there. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. Cause you're, I mean, I'm guessing these are your coworkers have become your friends have become maybe your enablers have become your providers. Um, so when you went to rehab and you experienced like real transformation, right? In your heart, you come back, the situation's the same. Correct. Right? At work. Tell me about that. What'd that look like when you step back into the same situation that you left, believing that you're a new man? What'd that look like for you? I stepped right back into the lion's den. Um, struggling with alcoholism. I was the person who ordered all the alcohol for the bar, um, all the beer for the, for the bar and, and for the course. And so, you know, I, I knew I was going to be around it. I even bartended sometimes um, when I needed to fill in. So um, my customers were used to me drinking. My, my employees were used to drinking with me. And uh, I had created a really toxic place. Um, and so when I, when I stepped back in, I had to surrender that I was going to be able to do anything. I really had to step back and, and uh, I could live in truth, uh, that I wasn't that person anymore. Um, and then I just had to, to continue to pray. I mean, that's, that's what I had. The serenity prayer, it, I live by this so much that in the kitchen on the back wall, I, I look at it. Um, we got it painted up. Uh, it's probably 20 feet long and it's the serenity prayer all written out and painted above my coolers. Wow. Uh, that way I could look at it in the middle of the shift and remind myself, um, whether I was upset with an employee or, or whether I was having an anxious moment where I would have some tendencies to drink again. Um, that was always there and it was a great reminder. Uh, it, it took a while to, for people to see that I had really changed. They were waiting for me to fail. Yeah. And so once they started realizing that, okay, I think he might do this. It's God provided outs for people. 
that he didn't want there to be with me. Yeah, that's good. Um, I didn't have to run him off or tell him that I'm a new person, so you can't act this way. Um, it just happened. Is it safe to say that God cleaned your kitchen? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's stupid. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Man, I, I, uh, I knew your wife before I knew you, like personally. Um, I was a part of a church that met on Saturday nights, and you could never be there because you were working, but your wife and your family, your wife and your kids would go, and I got to watch her grow. I got to see her grow, and I got to hear about her husband, Ryan, and that's it. Like, I never saw you. I was never in relationship with you, and it's been it's been a real honor and a real blessing to be able to grow with you guys together as a couple. Cause I see, I didn't even know old Ryan. Like I didn't know the the darkness. I didn't know the drug addiction. I didn't know the alcoholic Ryan, um, the hopeless Ryan. I didn't know him, but even after rehab and you know, I knew you as a Christian man, but now I'm seeing you as a real like kingdom bringer, right? That's my, that's kind of my thing, the kingdom bringer thing. But I see you as that specifically in your workplace because I've gone from I knew a couple people who used to work in that place that were in that lifestyle and they enjoyed the old Ryan for sure oh yeah we had we had fun yeah and they enjoyed that and so that's I had heard about the old Ryan and now all I hear is stories about you bringing in people who are even addicted and who are even in that lifestyle. And that that's amazing to me because I, you, you said it earlier, but a lot of times we, we spend so much time avoiding sin or avoiding these things that are going to make us stumble. But when we get like rooted and grounded and solidified in our identity, it doesn't matter who's around us. And really, we can't bring light into darkness unless we step in the darkness, right? So I see you bringing these people into your workplace and I, I'm seeing them transformed and I'm seeing them maybe even getting promoted to other jobs elsewhere as better people, right? And stronger people. And that's only attributed to you and your willingness, man, to just be who God's called you to be in that place. Speak to that a little bit to me um, about just your passion for, for helping people out now who've kind of come from that same lifestyle that you were in? I think there's a lot of us out there that that want to get out of it, just don't know how. There's a lot of lifers in, in this industry. Um, it all started with me worshiping after work. I'd bring my guitar to work, and after all the employees would leave, and um, I'd turn down the lights and lock the doors, and I'd pull out my guitar, and I would just start worshiping. Um, one night I was worshiping and I, I felt like God was, was cleaning house. Mm. You know, I, at some point he had said, okay, we have a blank canvas now. Wow. Now I'm going to show you what I have planned for you. Wow. So he gave me the vision and the courage to go after uh, this ministry he had put on my heart. And that was to go seek after other addicts and, and alcoholics. Um, at one point we had seven 
um, people in recovery on staff. And they've all either gone on or are continuing to, to move forward in their lives. Um, they're better people. And it wasn't because of anything I did. Uh, it was because of what, what, what God had, had put into me and how I was living and how he was telling me to live, that they saw that, they wanted some of that. So I didn't have to do anything really but besides be obedient, and that was to to just go get them. Yeah, that's so good, man. There's a, there's a real presence in that restaurant now. I don't want to sound like too spiritual, but this is the Kingdom Bringer podcast, so we're going to talk about the kingdom. Sorry if you came expecting something different, but there's a real kingdom atmosphere in that restaurant. And you may not want to attribute it to what you've done, but I'm going to like, you've allowed God to create a space in your, that's your place, bro. Like that's your place of work. That's your, really your well being. I mean, that's your, that's providing for your family. That's providing for your future. That's, uh, doing service work for so many people in town to get out. Dude, that place is uh, such a blessing to me and my family. My wife and I usually go there on our dates, and it's a getaway, man. And there's a real presence there when you come. And um, I, I think you can feel the cleanliness. You talked about God cleaning house. And I think that in the spirit, you can really feel a difference. You know, I didn't know what the ins and outs were of that place. I didn't know what was going on, but I sense like there's a cleanliness in that place in the spirit. And that comes from you setting that tone for sure. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, Ryan is, um, he's on the worship team at Will Roads church. Uh, he was a major, major part in the waiting event that we put on last weekend, uh, organizing the worshipers and putting that whole team together. And God's really growing him up, uh, with a powerful, uh, voice in the kingdom in regards to worship. And it's, it's not a shock to me that you've, you've taken that to your workplace. Um, what are some, what are some testimonies specifically that have come out of your, your place? You don't have to use any names if you don't want, but what's some specific testimonies that you can testify to how good God is through your workplace? I caught you off guard here. I didn't set you up for that. Yeah, no, that's okay. I know you have them though. Uh, yes, I have several of them. Um, one comes to mind. He, he had just gotten out of rehab, um, and he needed a job and I get, I get a phone call from Tilly Yeah, and he, and Scott Tilly and he, he says, Hey man, I've got this, this guy that is looking for some work. He's just getting out of rehab. Uh, he's looking for a good place. Uh, do you need any help? Do you need a dishwasher? Do you need anything? And I said, um, have him come on down. I might have a spot, you know, uh, I'll meet the guy at least. And so he shows up. I, I can usually tell when somebody's hungry and, uh, when, when they're wanting something different, wanting change. And I could tell, and, and this guy, uh, I hired him on the spot worked for me for, I want to say about six months, um, and had, uh, had to part ways with him, not because of him relapsing or not because of anything that he did or could control. Um, it was, 
It was a medical issue, and he he could no longer be be in the restaurant. So uh, it was really hard for me to part ways with him because he was growing, and I was watching it in front of my eyes, and he was becoming a new person. Um, and so he he laughed, and he had to go get some some medical help, and it was a major major issue that. Um, uh, that he needed help with. And he, he didn't have any medical insurance. He didn't have any money in the bank. Uh, but what he did have is he had, he was on fire for God and knew that he didn't want to live in that old, old, that old way. Wow. And so today is probably a year and a half ago. And, and now today he's, he's got a, a great job where he's, he's making almost twice as much of what I was yeah. paying him. And, uh, he's getting on insurance now through his company. Uh, and this is going to be able to get his medical need that he needs to get, get this problem fixed. Um, and so that, I mean, th- that's just one of many, but I I've seen him go with nothing in, in one bag, um, straight out of rehab, uh, with nothing to, that had any kind of value to, to yeah. most people. Uh, to now he's he's got his own place and he's about to buy a car and he's got this medical insurance and he's making um, a good income and and he's still growing as a Christian which is great um, so what went from worst of the worst addict right out of rehab you know there wasn't it wasn't by accident that Tilly gave me that phone call you know, God wanted him there and, For sure. and, and listening to that. And that's been a big part of this is, you know, people need help and, and they might not be able to ask for it, but there are people who want them to get help. And so whether it's them themselves or, or family that, that is asking for help, listening to that, God will provide. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Ryan's the kind of guy that he had my family over to eat one night, um, he just never stops cooking, I guess. He just loves to cook. I think he probably appreciates being able to just fellowship with people around food a little more than doing this on a daily thing. But uh, we were at his house. He was cooking, and it just started pouring outside, downpour like crazy. And so we're just kind of watching it. Around here in southwest Kansas, when rain comes, it's like a it's like an event. We all stand around and watch it. It's really, really cool. But all of a sudden we get this knock on the door and it's this guy that Ryan was talking about. I think that's him, right? That's him, yeah. yeah. And he comes over and we actually find out that he he lives very, very nearby. And the rain's what brought him. Like he was soaking wet because he's walking from, from the store to his house. And he just happened to come in and Ryan invites this guy in. And he sits down and he feeds him and we get to take him home afterwards. But... You could see the joy pouring out of this guy and just the thankfulness. And I believe that I, Ryan is like a, he's like a magnet, you know, he got, he got his hooks in this guy and the love is so strong that Ryan had for this guy that he was just drawn back into his presence. And that's a, that's an amazing testimony an amazing example really of this new Ryan Emery that a lot of people in your old, your past probably don't know. You know, they don't know this new guy and that's okay. Cause there's a lot of people in your future that are going to be blessed by what God's done in your life, man. Tell us a little bit about your, your family. I know we talked about 
like kingdom in the workplace, but how has this new kingdom identity that you've, you admitted very recently have kind of grabbed a hold of, right? The last few months. And how has that impacted your, your role in your home, in your family? Yeah. So I think I always wanted what most people, I would say most men want when it comes to a family. I wanted to be a good husband. I wanted to be able to say I was a good father, a good provider. Um, and unfortunately, I wasn't that for several years. You've been a Christian for a long time, right? I have, yeah. yeah. So I, I would say fifth grade, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, youth group. Yep. Uh, was So you've been on the heaven train for quite a while, but been kind of worthless here on this earth. <laughs> that is correct. You could yeah. say that. So, yeah, go ahead. So in your home, sorry. Yeah, so... Before, before when I, when I did, uh, when I had the alcoholism and, and addiction, I, I wanted all these things. I didn't know how to attain them, but I knew I was going to work towards them. Um, and and I always identified myself with I am Chef Ryan. Yeah, I am a father, um, but I knew in my heart that I wasn't the best that I could be. And I, I knew I was a husband, but I didn't really know what that meant at the time. Um, so now, just recently, um, in, in the small group that we're, we're in, uh, I'm learning my identity has shifted. Mm. Uh, or my perspective of my identity has shifted. Yeah. Um, my identity has and always will be that I am a child of God. Um, before I'm anything else. And so once I realized that, okay, I, I used to call myself shelf um, and husband and father, I then became, I am an addict, I am an alcohol uh, alcoholic. Um, but then I became, I, I started saying, I, I am a child of God. And once that happened and I actually knew the meaning and I started living it out, um, I can now see that I've, I've received all these things that I wanted, that I worked so hard, but now instead of me working hard at them, uh, God is gifting me with all this because, because of my obedience. Um, and just, just realizing that, that these are all just blessings from him. And so uh, I can't lose sight of that, uh, because I'm a child of a God, I can be, and I am a good husband. Whoa. I am a good father. Uh, I am a good member of society. I am a mentor. I am these things because I am a child of God. Um, so once I shifted the perspective on that, um, you want to talk about favor and just life alone. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I now have friends that I actually can call friends. Hmm. Um, I have a business that, that I can say is a successful business. Um, and I can, I can say that I'm able to be all these things that I wanted. So what they want then now it is actually a reality and I have them in my hands. That's so awesome, man. It's uh it's very inspirational. I, I'm not, I'm not real business savvy. So I always appreciate people who have their own business, their own ventures, and especially ones that taste so good. Your business <laughs> tastes so good, Ryan. And we're thankful to have it in the community for sure. 
But man, there's so much. We could go so many different directions with this. When we're talking to somebody who's um, been dealing with addiction, I've never used drugs my entire life. I have people in my family that have used drugs, and it's something that when I get to know somebody, it it's just very interesting to me. And you're a guy who's like so wide open. You're so willing to share this stuff. And so it actually wasn't until a couple of weeks ago that I got to sit down with you and really hear about some of the dark, dark stuff and detailed information about how, how much darkness you were really living in, man. So, um, I appreciate your vulnerability. I appreciate your honesty for sure. And I'm just so excited for what God has for you and your family. Um, your kids have a dad, man. Yeah. You know, your wife has a husband. I, I love your wife to death and we get to see her grow too, but it's so awesome to see you guys together now. You know, like I said, I'd, I'd see her before by herself. She was at church by herself and she was growing and I'd see that zeal inside of her heart and the excitement she had. But now I get to see you guys together and it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So Man, I can I can testify to the fact that God has literally taken everything the enemy meant for harm in your family and your life, and He's turned it for good. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah. So here's what's cool is is what used to be the norm in in, in this industry, just full of drugs and, and alcoholism, and um, it it doesn't have to be the norm. Right. Right. So God gave me a platform to, to shift that and to change the mold of, of what's normal. Um, so, so God, God gave me this, this restaurant. And so now instead of talking about negative things or bringing negativity in, we're able to share, um, his glory with, with everybody. And, and so, and I can, I can tell you that the, the favor is in an abundance but without him, none of this was possible. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, so one of the scriptures that I, I really like, and when I come to work and I, I think about, you know, God, what is it today? Um, what is it three months from now, a year from now that you're going to have? Um, I always come back to this verse. It's First Corinthians ten thirty one. It says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Mm. Um, that's good. So be intentional about how you handle each task, uh, treat each person at work today with grace and love. Um, this is how you, you bring glory to God. Um, being intentional about what you say and what you do, that's what makes impressions on people and makes impacts. Um, you know, and then another, another verse is Matthew five sixteen. It says, in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And that one, that one affirms that all I have to do is keep my vision on him. And, yes. and I live glory to glory and everything in between. And, uh, and people who receive that through me and I don't really have to do much. Um, I mean, God's awesome, man. I mean, yes. he works through us all. So, Amen. um, you know, just let your faith in God show through the way that you treat people, uh, the peace that you operate from even in the midst of chaos. Uh, um, you know, 
you have the confidence in Christ to handle the situation. Um, if you need, if you need peace or joy or wisdom in your life, you know, stop and ask God. Yeah. You know, he'll give you an answer, but you've got to make time for him. Um, it's very easy to get distracted with all the day-to-day tasks. Um, but so what I had to do is I had to choose certain times of the day that I knew I usually had five or 10 minutes and, and go pray or go read a devotional or get into the scripture. And, um, the more I did that, the more peace, the more joy, the more wisdom, it, it always came. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. What's some, we're closing up here. We're getting, we're getting towards the end. I want, I want to hear some advice from Ryan speaking to like, most of us have jobs. Most people that are going to listen to this have a job, whether they own that job or whether they just show up every day. And a lot of times as a Christian, it's, it's a difficult place to be because you're working with people who necessarily aren't believers or you can't control the, the environment that you're in. What's some advice that you would have for business owners, for employees to help create that, that culture, that kingdom culture where they are? You know what I mean? What, what did you do? I mean, you gave us a little bit of detail about that, but how can people have that when they walk into their workplace and they can actually transform their workplace? For me, it started with putting worship on at work. Um, what I used to fear of having it on what people thought, you get that fear out of there, and then you're, just, you're setting up your atmosphere for, for something to move. Um, so, so I would put it on in the front of house and I'd put it on the kitchen and, um, I didn't really care what other people thought. I, I enjoy the music. Yeah. So, uh, and I, it, it kept me in a good place. So that's where I started. I have the ability to do so being the boss. Um, I know not everybody does, but it started there. And then, then I, I would encourage people to. Get rid of the fear about talking about God. You'd be surprised on how many people are looking for something and have no idea what it is. It's it's usually God. Yeah, that's good. Uh, So just creating conversations. Um, I'll talk about a story that I'm reading about. Like right now I'm reading about in Hosea. Um, and about Gomer. And, and so I'm sharing it at work about the greatest love story ever told, you know, besides the one Jesus, <laughs> yes. you know, dying for us. But uh, and it's, it's intriguing. Um, and so, and who can't strike up a conversation about Gomer? You know, <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's do- <laughs> so That's even so if they good. don't hear anything, um, yeah. they, they hear, they're hearing somebody talk about either scripture or about God and what they're doing. And, and I would say, remove yourself and your flesh and the worries and concern of who you might offend or who, who might think something different of you. Um, I love a solid, a song and it says, I want to be so sold out that I look like Jesus. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, you remove that flesh and that fear and, his words, um, and his glory will shine through. And so I, I, I would encourage you to continue to talk and, uh, and just bring up what's going on in your everyday life. You know, whether it's, I'm not saying go and, you know, 
spill the beans about maybe an argument you and your wife had, you know, the night before, but, but you know, what is God doing in your life? Even if they don't believe, or they're very, they have skepticism, um, there might be something that there's a seed being planted that you don't really know what it is. Yeah. Uh, and so if we're going to be obedient to God, that is to bring him to the forefront of everything that we do. I think it's very important. So good. Well, man, I appreciate you sitting down. I appreciate, again, your honesty, your vulnerability, uh, your willingness to hang out. It's in the evening and you carved out time. That's awesome. And that says a lot about who you are. So I'm going to pray this out real quick. I want to pray blessing right now over businesses. I want to pray blessings over everybody who has to go to work. Maybe you're at work right now listening to that. Father God, I just pray that you touch their hearts. I pray that you turn all things for good right now. I just pray for a loosening of their heart strings right now, Father God. I come against hard hearts, maybe hard hearts towards your workplace, hard hearts towards your boss, hard hearts towards your co-workers, hard hearts towards your customers. Father God, we just pray right now for a, a softening of the heart a softening of uh, our perspective towards our situations, Father God. We just pray blessing over them. And right now, if you're in a place where you need peace in your workplace, maybe you need peace about a decision that you need to make. Ryan has an amazing testimony about faith that we really haven't gotten into too much. But we just pray right now, Father God, for you to strengthen their faith in that moment and allow them to experience your presence each and every moment of their day blessing once again over everybody who's listening in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. Please again, go like uh, and subscribe to our various uh, places of media, wherever you listen to the podcast, share it with your friends, get the message out there. We have a special guest coming on in two weeks. That's all I'm going to say for now. Thank you guys so much for joining us once again. Hey, we're going to actually close this thing out with an original song that Ryan wrote. Uh, We hope this blesses you guys. Until next time, be blessed. We can sing a new song. And we can walk a new road. When we sing, he hears our song. When we walk, we're never alone. So go ahead and sing now. Sing him your song. Cause he's looking down and singing along. Singing along, we can go left, we can go right, we can 
walk all day and pray all night. We can make our own path. We can make our own way. But it's not my way. It's your way. Yahweh. Looking down, singing on.